Hi, this is Jackie Ma, head coach and CEO of Apex Training Gym. Thank you for joining us here on our podcast today as our main focus is on how we can increase your strength, hone your discipline, and improve your prowess on and off the weightlifting platform. It's not about being physically strong, but it's also about being mentally capable and emotionally responsible. As I tell my athletes, be the lion and not the hyena. You got to set chase and get after it before it gets away from you. So let's go. Welcome to Apex Training's podcast here. I have here our guest for today, Coach Leo Totten of Totten Training Systems. Welcome, Coach. What an honor to have you here. Well, thank you for having me, Jackie. I appreciate the invitation. Oh, my gosh. When you accepted, I was just going bonkers. If I was a gymnast, I would probably do like a triple backflip or something. I'm going to tell people how we met. So I didn't know you before 1998, which is a shame because East Coast Gold, number one team in the country, seriously, back back in the day in the late 90s. And for me, I still had like this vision of me being this crazy, amazing weightlifter. I was looking for a coach. I knew that I had a bit of an exuberant personality, so I needed someone to kind of be able to, I guess for a better choice of words, tolerate me. So I saw on the back of a USAW weightlifting magazine, you know, weightlifting training camp, Pennsylvania, Leo Totten. So I said, well, I'm on vacation that week. Let me go check it out. I fell in. After the first day, I was like, he's got to be my coach. That's what I did. I packed up everything. I gave my, you hooked me up with Todd, your buddy at the hospital put in a good word for me. I got an apartment. It was so insane. My parents were besides themselves. They were just doing all this doing. I thought I just kind of lost it a little bit. But let me tell you, it was the most memorable years of my life back in the late 90s. You were on point. You know, it wasn't like just a straight training, but you were familiar with the athletes, depending on their body type, their personality, and the recovery. Because you trained me differently from Angie that you trained differently from Jason. It's truly custom-made. So I wanted you on our pod today for you to explain Totten Systems and how you got involved with weightlifting. Like, how did you get started? This goes way back now because I am an old fart, so I've been around for a long time. But I started off just lifting on my own because I was a small guy when I first started. Back in eighth grade, I weighed 83 pounds. I mean, I was just a wee little guy. Loved sports, but I knew I had to get bigger. So I started lifting weights. I actually got my first set of weights way back from York Barbell. I got a 100-pound set. And just started training on my own and reading Strength and Health magazine and Muscular Develop magazine. And I was about an hour from York Barbell. So I got to go back there every once in a while to watch these guys train. So I saw a lot of the big names at that time. I mean, this is in the 60s when York was the what they call the mecca of weightlifting. And I saw these guys, Bob Benarski and Tony Garcy and Rick Holbrook and all these you know, famous names. A lot of guys came in to train for the Olympics, like in 1968. So I got to watch these guys and the bug just bit me. You know, I was just like, man, conditioning world using the Olympic lifts. That's really how I got started. And it's just been, I don't know, I've just been doing it now. Even after retiring from school, I still do more of it now than I did even when I was in school. Just, uh, you know, you got to love what you're doing and having a passion for it. So it's not really work. I think I'm probably the busiest retired person I know. <laughs> if you live your passion, it's true. You never have really worked a day in your life. And it's kind of interesting how you talked about the carryover and the strength and conditioning. And it's only recently that I've gotten into like understanding what is it about Olympic weightlifting that is so, I would say, uh, part of one of the core elements of training. 
And I actually picked up a book called Supple Leopard by Kelly Starlet. He's a PT with a doctorate degree. And he explains about the building of torque through the hips and the shoulders. And it's just like, well, that makes total sense because that's where you generate your power is through your hips and your shoulder by having a strong back. And that's what weightlifting delivers. It makes sense why they do it in football and volleyball and all these other sports. And I think that's so cool. And I know that from what you've taught me, I've carried over. And I really believe it's through the Olympic weightlifting that's kept me pretty much injury free, providing patient care at bedside of these patients that are like 300 pounds. And I'm like barely 160. I mean, I owe it to you, Coach Kutzer and Takano. I mean, everyone has really made me be able to stay injury-free. It's like preserving your, your body through weightlifting. When I left your club, it was East Coast Gold, and you've started a new business, Totten Training Systems, correct? Yes. Can you tell us like how that evolved from East Coast Gold? Do you still have both of these businesses? or have? <laughs> Yeah, just to clarify, the East Coast Gold still, you know, I started the team in 1992 and we're still going strong. I mean, we are either winning nationals or being right up there. I think we have 21 national titles now between men and women. Matter of fact, this past weekend, we sent a full men's team and a full women's team to the Masters Nationals. Our team got second place on both of them, just missing the first place by a couple of points. So we were real pleased with our Masters. So the team is still going strong. What I've done is I've backed out from the lead role. I'm still the CEO and head coach, but we have a satellite center system where we have different locations around mostly the East Coast and have different head coaches there. And we all work together. And it was one of those things where I used to do everything. Now I'm able to delegate a good bit, spend a little bit more time with the business that I've started. So East Coast Gold is a not-for-profit team. And then the Totten Training is what's kind of developed from there. It's a business where I do seminars and clinics and I have my own certifications. I teach USA weightlifting seminars out of that. So that's how it's kind of evolved. And it's going gangbusters. It's going really well. Well, your name precedes you. Everyone knows Leo Totten. Anyone well, that's in weightlifting. Well, that. okay. Well, maybe in the weightlifting world, I would say majority of the People that are not familiar with weightlifting, it would behoove them to reach their tennis out and just kind of help to improve their own sport. I mean, it really is just uh, phenomenal. I have had my best lifts under you, Leo. And you could have been better. Should I tell that story? Tell the story, Leo. Come on, I have to tell the story. Pay attention, guys. Listen to your coaches. If you don't, you'll only reach 80% of your best. Trust. Go ahead, coach. I knew you'd be embarrassed by this a little bit, but. You had already mentioned that, you know, when you were training with me, that I always individualize the, the programming depending on, you know, a lot of different factors. What the body build of the person, the personality of the person, what are your other work obligations? What are the other stresses in your life that affect what your training should be? So I individualize or customize every training program based on what those needs are. So... Your story is I customized it and individualized it for you, but for the first few months, all you wanted to do was go heavy, and that wasn't in the programming. So finally, I got a little frustrated with you, and I said, Jackie, would you please follow the program, at least close anyway? You have to trust the process. Finally, you did. I don't blame you. I mean, lifters want to go heavy, you know, for sure, but I don't know of any lifter that likes to go light or change the training like that. So finally, I just remember it was like the three months before, I forget what year American Open it was, but finally I said, 
let's make this happen. Come on, let's follow it to a T. Because usually there's some flexibility in it. And you go to the American Open and you set PRs. Again, it's not that I'm that wonderful or anything, but I think that athlete-coach relationship has to really be tight enough that there's trust and there's, I mean, there's still give and take. I mean, obviously you can't exactly follow to a T because things happen, but keeping it pretty close and trusting the process. And you did, and things started working for you. So you were very, very patient. I think if I were in your shoes, I would have probably gotten sarcastic. So why are you out here then? But you didn't. You let me kind of process it through. My previous total is like 160. And my best total has been still under you, 180. My total improved 15%, but it took month four because I thought my way was, I don't know, I was just really kind of pigheaded. Okay, I was very pigheaded. The thing is that you had you had the faith and you saw the potential. And when my way wasn't working and acquiesced, that's when I started to PR. And I pretty much nailed every opener because you call the numbers correctly. I think from my previous coach, he was very frustrated. I was just young, you know, I was like 23. And I'm pretty sure I gave him some premature gray, at least a receiving hairline by the time I left. But I just want to just say, hey, if anyone is really, this pod is to exemplify and show that what you can do but really, when I came to you, I was virtually almost like kind of cusp of what most people consider post-prime. I was like 31 years old. For anyone of you that are out there, correct me if I'm wrong, Leo, that most female weightlifters, they start peaking around their mid-late 20s. And then with males, it's more like early mid-20s. I think it has to just do with the hormones and everything. So, Leo, you took me in and you gave me a fair time. You believed in me to this day that 180 total was under East Coast gold. So, I knew... And if anyone is out there that's really interested, and um, it's never too late because Leo proved it to me and I proved to myself that he's really, his team is the one to really hook up to. And I can't keep still talking about you. By the way, congratulations on the 21 national championship titles with East Coast Gold just being a conception for what, just barely 30 years, 1992. That's like one guaranteed champion a year. Those are some really amazing stats when you kind of think about it. It's like guarantee, come to my program, I will guarantee one of you will be a champion. That's pretty much what it says. Well, there's no guarantee. <laughs> it's like hand sanitizer. It's 92 point whatever percent. Yeah. Yeah. But you got you to follow the program though. Well, but like you said too, anybody that comes to us, you know, we see the potential. Our goal is to reach as much of that what we call their genetic potential as possible, you know, because there's going to be some genetic limitations on everybody. Now, not everybody's built to be a world champion, but what we want to do is to get as much as possible out of the potential that they do have. And because everybody has their own goals, their own aspirations. So if we can help them reach those goals, that's a big part of what we do. And you never know who's going to come out of the woodwork. Just a quick story. I had a girl who's now one of my assistant coaches for Totten Training and just a wonderful, wonderful girl. And she is now my marketing director for Totten Training. And she's the one that puts my face out there on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I'm not good at that. Not that I can't do it, but she's so much better at it. And she brags me up a lot more than I like to brag myself up. So, but anyway, when I first met her, it's probably been about 10 years ago now, she came to one of our weightlifting camps. We ran the, you're aware, we ran those week-long weightlifting camps for like 32 years. I mean, we did, we did a bunch of them. And she came to this camp and she weighed like 92 kilos. And she doesn't mind me telling the story because I tell it all the time. 92 kilos. She had been in a bad car accident. 
had pins in her femur from the accident. So she was working through that. She gained weight. And she came to me at the camp. She said, would you mind working with me privately after camp is over? My goal is to get down to the 69 kilo class. That's a big weight job. Qualify for the American Open. And she was a brand new lifter. Qualify for the American Open. And I said, well, first of all, I kind of rolled my eyes to myself and I said, yeah, yeah, okay, I've heard this before. You know, everybody says they want to make the Olympic team and do this and do that. Yeah, yeah. I said, but I'll work with you if you're willing to work and you're willing to listen and follow the program. We'll take you as far as you can go. Well, sure enough, this girl got down to the 69 kilo class, made weight, qualified for the American Open. Turned out that, you know, she never made an Olympic team or anything, but she ended up getting an interest in strength and conditioning through weightlifting and through what we had done. She ended up working as an intern at Notre Dame at Villanova. She actually used that strength and conditioning to be a football coach, not a strength and conditioning coach for football, but a football coach as part of the staff at a Division three school in New York. And as far as my business is concerned, She's my left-hand woman. She does so much for me. But the point I'm trying to make here is that even though, you know, she started from scratch and she said she wanted to do this, do that, we did whatever we could to help her reach her potential. Everybody wins that way. And that's really what we try to do. So she's just a good example of how we'll work with anybody to try to get to their potential, whether they help us win national titles or if they just set PRs at a local meet. You know, whatever, it just doesn't matter. That's what we go with. It's a phenomenal story. We go from 92 kilos to hit the 69. That's like 20 kilos or something like that. 20, that's like 40-something pounds. Something like that. And then for her to do that, and she had a vision in her mind, and you took a chance on her, just like you took a chance on me. And, and it changed her life when you kind of think about it, to be a football coach for a Division three school. If, she had not, if he had not taken her in, this opportunity in Notre Dame wouldn't have come about. This female football coach, I mean, that's like breaking barriers, truly. And I will admit now that is one of the success stories, but there's been a lot that they come into the gym and they say they want to do this and do that. And then I, I'll work with them 100%. Like I've always said, I'll work with anybody if they work, okay? Because that's really what it takes and work at what we're asking them to do. And I've also had a lot of disappointments where I see a lot of potential in them working with them and then they drop out of the scene or they don't put in the work and then they don't accomplish what they said they were going to accomplish. So it's a little bit disappointing, but you still got to give it your best shot because it's up to them then. If you give it your best shot as a coach, it's up to them to actually follow through. And hopefully they do. And that's what you're looking for. But sometimes you don't. And that is a disappointment as a coach for sure. So I've experienced the same thing, and I'm trying to put my, wrap my head around it. Uh, you've been doing this way longer than I've been, been coaching, where you get an athlete that comes in, they do have a lot of potential, and they verbalize, they're very vested, and things happen like, I don't know, usually it's like after nine, six or nine months, priorities change, things come up, and they kind of drift back. And I'm not sure if it's like family or doubt or obligation or fear of success. Has anyone ever come back to you and explained why they – Decided just to take a different route? Yeah, that happens a lot. Whether somebody works with me and then leaves or not, I still try to keep open communication. And it's amazing how many times people would join the team, compete for East Coast Gold for a while, and then 
decide that they want to join another team or they move to another location, start training at a different gym and decide they want to lift with that team. And so they ask if it's okay if they leave the team. And I'm say, and I say, absolutely, it's okay. I said, I want to do what's best for you. So if what is best for you is to change to another team or to change to another coach that fits your needs better, I'm all for it. The only thing I ask is that we still stay friends and keep the communication open. That's all I ask. And you know what happens a lot? They end up coming back to me or coming back to the team. You keep the door open, though. And if they come back, fine. If they don't come back, fine, too. You just want to see them succeed no matter where they are. It says right there as part of the brand, I believe. I mean, that's part of your philosophy. It's really, truly unconditional love. It's all kind of stemming back to those core values of not taking anything personal because, I, you know, I really don't know what's going on in their life. Say, like, well, why are they going with another team or why are they just kind of quitting after investing half a year? And they do come back. I mean, I get my maybe 20% that come back and it's like starting from scratch again. So I think it's maybe just human nature. We don't have an answer. When I started the team, one of the things that I insisted on was that the team itself was there to help each individual. Okay. And I know this sounds kind of sophomoric or just generic. I don't know, but it's all about the individual. All the team accolades that we get, that's just icing on the cake. I mean, to me, we want to see each individual succeed. And if each individual succeeds, then the team is there to help them. Then the team ends up getting some benefit from it and getting team points or whatever. So the team points aren't as important to me as seeing each individual doing the best they can. I had a situation one time where at the Nationals, we literally had six girls in the, I think it was the 53 kilo class at the time. So, okay. And if one of them would have moved up to the 58 kilo, I think it was 58 at the time, they changed them all over the place. If one of them would have moved up to the 58 kilo class, they would have had a better chance of meddling. And so I gave them the option. I said, if anybody wants to move up, fine. But if you want to stay at 53 and stay in that fight, you can do that as well. Well, all of them were trying to qualify for a particular international event. I forget which one it was. So even though it would have been beneficial for them, because you can only score team-wise, you can only score two out of the six. So it actually hurt us team-wise to have all of them there. It would have been better to move two of them up to the 58s and get team points that way. But it wasn't what was best for the individual. So all six of them stayed at the 53s, and we only got two of them to score team points, and none of them moved up to 58s because it wasn't best for them as an individual. Again, it just exemplifies the custom program to do what's best for you. Actually, when you kind of think about it, is that's what we as coaches are basically servants to another athlete. We're serving them something, a product that they're wanting to have. It's very humbling and it's a privilege, too, to be able to do that. What's coming up for Totten Training and such this year? What are the things that we can look forward to? Or how is it that if someone wanted to kind of give East Coast Gold or, you know, try to, they just call you know, that's another thing, too, is like they'll be able to contact you through the show notes, uh, your website and your, your email. I'm serious. Anyone's listening to this pod, if you want to improve your lifting, go see Leo. I moved all the way from Sacramento, California, from the West Coast, as far east as you can go, practically, in Maryland, snowy Maryland, to be with this man for a couple of years. And I'm telling you right now, it's straight up legitimate. I mean, if, even if you only go for a year or two, you learn a lot from this guy, from this coach, this guy, he's like a national coach. 
<laughs> but seriously, Leo, I can't even thank you enough. You're you. What you see is what you get. It's just, you're solid. I'm still talking too much. I got to have you explain this Taunton system. <laughs> Again, getting back to the differentiation between East Coast Gold, the competitive weightlifting team that is still going strong, that I'm still head coach and CEO of, but then Taunton Training is a business that I put together. I retired from teaching after 30 years in 2006. And then I worked for six years with Works on Barbells. But I started my business pretty much right after I got out of teaching. And the idea was to take all the information that I had gathered over the years, my teaching background, my coaching background, and develop into a system where I go out and I do seminars, I do clinics, I speak at in-services for high school physical education plans. I created my own certifications and courses. I still teach the USA weightlifting courses, the one and two. And even a few years ago, they had a, a level three that they called the regional coach course. They even taught that one. So I still do a lot of the USAW courses, but they're specifically for developing weightlifting coaches. So what I did is I tried to get more developing my courses for strength coaches, So, but using the Olympic lifts as part of what they do. So it's a, a lot more well-rounded view of things because we talk about the values of weightlifting. When I say weightlifting, it's the Olympic lifts. A lot of people don't get those terms right when they say weightlifting. They don't really know I'm talking about Olympic lifts. So using the Olympic lifts as part of their training for whatever sport, my background in coaching other sports besides weightlifting has really paid off because I think a lot of people don't realize that I have a pretty extensive high school coaching background where I first started coaching wrestling, had a lot of success with that. I had a couple state champions and I coached tennis and track and field and swimming and diving. And then the last couple of years of my career, I coached women's volleyball at my school, ended up the runner-up states uh, one year. And then the next year we ended up winning states. So I've coached a lot of different sports and I love sports. So the correlation of using weightlifting skills to make their sports better it just goes hand in hand with me, not to mention my teaching background. That's where I really, I think more than anything that has helped my coaching, how to teach, how to coach, how to break things down, how to communicate. Those things that just because somebody's a good athlete in something doesn't necessarily make them a good coach because they may not be able to simplify things or break things down or communicate where you're actually getting your athletes to buy into what you're doing. So that kind of gave me a leg up on that sort of thing. So it just kind of fell into place that the courses I developed were more for strength coaches to use them in the sports that, that they're doing. So I have three different levels of certifications from real basic up to more advanced, and they've been very successful. But what I've done from that with this last crazy year with COVID and all the in-person things that pretty much had to be put on hold because just about all my courses were in person where I would show up and teach the courses and classes and things. This gave me a lot of time to do a lot more online type things. So I've been doing a lot more writing, doing a lot more podcasts, developing more courses, not only for Totten Training, but also doing some writing for Sports Ed TV 
and Play Academy, Amplify Sports and Wellness. I've been doing a lot of work with them. They have a great system of courses that they put together that I've done some courses for them. Rad Roller is uh, something out of Denver. It's a myofascial release thing that we're doing some courses together with them. So we're just trying to touch on all bases. We touch not only on the weightlifting part, but on the mental training part. I do a lot with that. I put together several online things with that. It's just given me a chance because of the COVID and kind of being at home all the time. I don't don't have to travel as much. So it gives me time to do a lot more of that sort of thing. So it's really kind of opened up things in a lot of ways. So I just love what I do. I'm just trying to learn more and more as I go. And I get to read a lot more, a lot of stuff on the internet out there, but there's a lot of really good stuff. There's a lot of crap too. So. Yeah, that's where I have to kind of sift through it all to see what's really beneficial. It takes a bit of work to kind of pick through it sometimes. And you really hit the nail on the head about that carryover into other sports and functional training for sports-specific athletes or just everyday things. I, you know, even like a, I have a couple of athletes, one, one, like he just wants to be able to be able to pick up his kid from the floor without getting short of breath because of being overweight and told by his physician that he needs to change his ways. I mean, some people are just trying to qualify for making the American Open. Like his American Open would just be able just to get down and pick up his infant. You know, like another person, it's funny you're saying crossover because I'm not doing an Olympic weightlifting with any of the people that I'm coaching through Apex training. It's more like one person, she wants to be able just to look fantastic for her wedding in August. So her weightlifting platform is where she's going to be standing, taking pictures with her husband-to-be. And it's just kind of interesting how the philosophy really changed and what's really important to the coach may not be just equally important to the athlete because it's not why they're doing it. I think it's just, it's just incredible. And you're writing like books, you're working with you know, Rad Roll and all these other aspects that all ties in through weightlifting. And it's just a, a really large umbrella, a large blanketing of things that your knowledge has really helped like many different aspects of you're really affecting thousands of people when you kind of think about it what i try to do is get people to realize what their needs are okay and like for instance with weightlifters i try to examine what their strengths and weaknesses are on the weightlifting platform so most people just by human nature they don't like to work on what they're not good at They don't like to work on their weak areas, okay? So I try to determine what these weaknesses are and hone in on them. Still keep working on what they're good at because you want to keep them coming in the door. If all you do is just beat on stuff they're not good at, you're not going to keep them around. So there has to be a balance there. But everybody has certain areas that they need to work on. So this is why I try to, with my training, I try to be a lot more holistic and not just be a weightlifting guy. Maybe it's nutrition that they need to work on. Maybe it's mental training they need to work on. Maybe they can do some of the Olympic lifts, but maybe not all of them, or they don't have the flexibility to get into certain positions. So we work around that. We break the lifts down to do the things that they can do, but the things they need. That's why I try to make it a lot more well-rounded and not just, I mean, everybody knows me as the weightlifting guy, okay? But I'm just trying to get the word out there that there's more to success in sport or life for that matter than just focusing on one aspect of things. Okay. I mean, you actually, I mean, you have to be focused obviously, but if there's something that's keeping you from getting where you need to go, something outside of that focus that needs to be brought into that focus and focus on that as well. If that makes sense. It makes 
110% sense to me. And you're absolutely right because the same thing happens to you that happens to me. You go do a one-on-one -on -one session and you can tell they're physically there, but they're not mentally checked in. I remember you telling me this, Leo, because you can tell some days were kind of rough for me. And to this day, I use the same thing you told me. Hey, when you come to the gym, you take your pantyhose off and hang it at the door. Because when you leave after done with your training session, I'll be there if you want to pick it up. Kind of clicked me. It's like, it's there. It's life. Life happens. But you have to be able to balance it and not take it with you wherever you go. And that was really like a really philosophical moment for me. It's kind of funny. Like you said, it's not everything that happens on the platform, but it's in between when you're approaching it and when you leave it. I felt that's really made me a stronger person, a bit more empathetic towards other people that may not think like me because, you know, it's actually good to have people that don't think like you because then it makes you more broad-minded. And that's one thing that you kind of helped me not be so like it's my way or the highway is, you know, I was still kind of young and impressionable. I was, that's true, the holistic way, just so you encompass everything. It's so true. Because weightlifting is like you're operating heavy machinery. I just didn't feel like kind of responsible to train someone if they're not got their head all screwed on straight when they walk in, because I would actually feel it'd be irresponsible for me to actually perform the session. We end up taking like a 45 minute walk and anyone that knows me, I'm not a big cardio person, but it was something that they needed. And it's kind of interesting that you said this because now like how Totten training and how East Coast School has evolved. I found that my first club continued to find evolved to apex training. It really is the philosophy of what is it that you can bring out the best of that person for that potential of that individual. And you truly just struck the head on the nail square on. Well, and I think I picked up this philosophy because a long time ago, I just started observing coaches of different sports and also successful leaders. And so I have, I don't know if you can see in the background there, I have a very, very small portion of the library that I've accumulated. I probably have 5,000 books on different coaching philosophies from, you know, basketball coaches, football coaches, big business leaders, successful people. What makes them tick? What works for them? Not that I want to be like them, but what can I take from them that works with my personality that I can work into what I do? I can't be somebody else. I am who I am. But I can take the philosophies of how different people who They've been there already. They're successful. So take bits and pieces from what they do and apply it to what I do. And I think that's really how I developed that holistic approach. I mean, you should see my library. I've got books from all over the place. And I've actually read most of them, believe it or not. I believe you totally. They said that better readers make strong leaders or something like that, which is... I don't know, but it makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah so my library is not as expensive as yours, but I get that, you know... When you're continuing to be in that learning mode, I mean, there's just really no limitation. And uh, it shows through your following, your heavy Instagram following. I mean, seriously, you've been in the sport, like you said, since like, geez, like since 70, 1970 or 68 or something like that. Or... My first weightlifting meet, I was in 10th grade in 1967. So that was a couple of years yeah. ago. Coach, yeah, you sure don't look your age. I'm just... Like I said, I'm an old fart, so I just kind of keep hanging out with you young folks. <laughs> I didn't think you were that old. I was, like, born that year. Okay, now you're making me feel bad. No, I'm not... <laughs> no, Coach, I'm serious. No, I'm, ki I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
You should like sell some like product, some men's facial skin product or something. They'll sign you on. I don't know. I just I'm, yeah, it's money. the lucky jeans. Just like you know, the hair hasn't turned gray yet, and people no. tease me. People tease me all the time and say, you know, you're coloring your hair. I said, I swear to God, I don't, because oh I really don't. Gosh. If it turns, it turns. It, it is. But anybody who thinks I color my hair, I will tell you, I do not. That's crazy. <laughs> sure. You've got some good chromosomes, Coach. I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I change. I don't know. Wow. Well, I don't want to take up more of your time. I know you probably got an athlete coming up soon and stuff. No, actually, no, I'm good this afternoon. I'm good. Oh, my gosh. That's kind of a rarity. You know what? Nowadays, it's like the more you're well-known, it's like the less free time you have. And it's almost like a treat when you can have like a block of two or three hours where you can just go off the grid. Yeah. Really on that note, I just can't thank you enough for what you did for me like in my early 30s. I mean, seriously, I didn't know us. I did not know a soul out there in Maryland. I just knew you. And I didn't know you for very long, but you embraced me. That shows a lot right there, the fact that you have enough gumption to do that, to be able to come all the way across the country to somebody, you know, to I'm the only one you knew. I was the only uh, one you knew. New to the area. Hell, you're new to snow. <laughs> it snowed. I felt like I was in a Bing Crosby Christmas show. I go, it's snowing. <laughs> and then I saw fireflies in the backyard when you had us over for a barbecue, a local barbecue. I know what the heck those things with the firebugs or whatever. I thought it was hallucinating. We call them lightning bugs. Lightning bugs? Yeah, lightning bugs. Fireflies. Yeah. Fireflies, I've never seen them. It was so bizarre. And then the whatever those nightcrawler slug things, I, I thought it was an amnivore. Uh, Leo Todd and I, there are certain things that California is just will stay with their, their mindset for a long time. And I really appreciate <laughs> those two years. I appreciate East Coast Goal, the time that you have given Apex Training Pods. Do you have any additional things you want to kind of shout out to our listeners? Any like a pearl of wisdom or one thing that they can kind of Keep in their mind. For me, it's always about the pantyhose. It's just don't be, you know. <laughs> For me, it's like don't hang on to things that you can't change in the past. But, you know, if you want to pick it up and dwell on it, it's your option. Or you can leave it behind. I always try to end podcasts and talks about people need to just keep on learning. Be a lifelong learner. There's people who are so set in their ways that their way is the only way. And there's just other ways of doing things. And just mentioned about the Internet being so easily accessible now but you know you have to be able to differentiate the good from the not so good so the more you learn the more more you read from reputable authors from coaches from success leaders that you know you can pick up good ideas that way there's a lot of fly by night guys that'll come on the internet and you know they have the latest greatest idea but has it really been backed up by research has it really been backed up by knowledgeable experience with people success so just keep on learning because there's so much information out there and there's a lot of really good information so keep reading keep studying good coaches I always say that anybody who thinks they know it all, they're clueless. They have no idea. I mean, I've been around for a long time, and I'm just constantly amazed at how much more good information is out there. And so the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. So if you come across somebody who thinks they know it all, stay far away. Yeah, that's the pride that blinds them. If you are a lifelong learner, go to different clinics, go to different seminars, find different coaches. That's why I do what I do to try to get as much of the information out there that I've accumulated to get it out there to share that idea. And not everybody will agree with what I say, 
but you know just to have more information more tools in your tool belt so to speak you know that you can pick and choose what works best for you so anytime they can check out my website at tottentraining.com i'm on facebook and instagram and twitter again thanks to my girl kate yes we'll make sure we get all your handles down on the show notes so people can reach out to you it's really easy it's at totten training that's pretty easy that's pretty easy. Yeah. I'm a pretty simple guy. So I try to keep things as simple as possible and be in touch. I mean, I think the networking is really important. The more people you know of good quality reputation, the better. So if anybody has any questions, they can email me and that's easy. It's leo at tottentraining.com. And again, check the website of all the different things we have going on. Just there to help. And even if you want to just kind of drop an email or a text and say, hey, uh, great to hear from you. Take care. That sort of thing. That's fine, too. Just stay in touch. That's really amazing. This being that readily available resource, it's pretty phenomenal. You know, like, for example, like even if I were to get information from not necessarily way they're but just like someone that could be, for example, like a copyright attorney or some other type of person is like, oh, well, we'll charge a phone call for $100 for a phone call. And for the fact that this information you're giving, it's like you're giving back to the sport and you're giving back to the community. And I and that's so really monumental and important to realize that, you know, it, it all comes back to us. And you're really a very wise man, Leo. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. People have been really good to me over the years. I've had some really good mentors and real strong relationships with people in the sport of weightlifting, in strength and conditioning, just in sport in general. People have been really good to me. And so whatever I can do to give back, I just feel like if we all do that, everybody will be better off. That's my viewpoint anyway. It helps with the vitality of our sport and it shows everyone that weightlifting, there's something in it for everyone. On that note, I probably should tie it up because I am a, a bit of a loquacious person. You and I could both talk for another I know. <laughs> but I shall let you go. Thank you again for joining Apex Training's podcast, Leo Totten. Anytime. I appreciate you having me. All right. I'll talk to you later, coach. Okay. Thanks, Jackie. You're Take welcome. care now. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. It's here on Apex Training's podcast with our guest, Leo Totten, CEO and head coach of East Coast Gold and founder of Cotton Training Systems. You can get in touch with him through the show notes, through his email, his website. We'll have all that information for you. Again, if you like the content that you saw, please subscribe to our pod. We'll see you next time. Stay safe and keep strong. Bye-bye. We hope that you enjoyed today's podcast presented to you by Apex Training Gym, where our goal is to provide you with workable ideas and sound training concepts to give you the optimal leverage you need to move anything in the gym and in your life. Because when you change your mind, you change your life.